This is Ani's on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about all our favorite things about Korean dramas and most especially our K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical Ani's. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And my question for you, Suze, is what have you been watching? Ooh, what have I been watching? <laughs> well, Lynn. <laughs> I've been um, preparing for mm. our episode today for our Opa du jour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just finished watching Kill Me, Heal Me, mm-hmm. which is, well, keep on listening <laughs> if you want to know how it is. <laughs> but I will say I recommend Um so, but I will be talking about that yeah. in a minute in more depth. But that is, um, yeah, that's sort of the thing that I just finished. And right before that, I finished The Time We Were Not In Love, starring Ha Ji Won and Lee Jin Wook. Oh. An opa I am familiar with. I've seen him in several things before. Um but not recently. Uh huh. Um, I haven't really looked at his history to see like what other things he's done. He's done quite a few things, notably in the Voice franchise oh. um, series that has like I think four seasons now. Mm-hmm. He's in that. Um, but back in the day, I've I've seen it in a few things and i really like him but i feel like he hasn't really had like that one meaty role or something that's like propelling him yeah into stardom yeah shall we say so you know he's kind of like you know in the middle of the radar kind of person but he's like reliably good every time i see him so um should check out more of his stuff Mm. but uh, this one, it's a friends to lovers story. Mm-hmm. They grew up together. They live next door. Um, so there's a lot of like pining from one side. There's a lot of confusion at points. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are we friends? Are we? Do I feel more mm-hmm. kind of things? And then all these things happen, and they, you know, it utilizes like flashbacks to illustrate a lot of things mm-hmm. um, with their relationship, like different points and why whatever yeah but it is quite a slow burn Mm -hmm. um we we live in this friend zone quite a bit (laughs) and you know that's kind of it it's hard i will appreciate how hard that is when you expect them to eventually get together right right and you're like episode 10 like let's go where's the smooch (laughs) you know so but In the end, I find it really interesting. Yeah. You know, I think I would have, I would have done it differently. (laughs) (laughs) Says every amateur critic ever. Sure. Um, (laughs) But I just felt like it, it really suffered that first few episodes. Like I would say like three to four episodes. It's sort of. Nothing happened, really. Oh, uh-huh. Not really. They were trying to really establish their relationship to each other and then what they are currently doing. And mm-hmm. they showed a little 
what they were doing before, right. like in the past kind of thing. So it's a lot of setup. Yeah. And so they wanted to set up like how both are not great at dating. Mm. Like they're they're just not having a good time. You know, her, of course, the men are trash. Yeah. Him, he's just like, doesn't, is not interested. Mm. You know, when, even when girls are like, hey, and he's just like, okay. But he's not like thinking about it. Right, right. It just kind of goes over his head. So they're, you know, in their own way, kind of already illustrating how look <laughs> other people are not working out and we like know each other so well right and are each other's like biggest supports and biggest cheerleaders mm-hmm. and have been through a lot of things together as they grew up and you know that whole just having history together is really important yeah, in yeah. a relationship um so anyway it's you know, it ends in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some things that happen in it that are really just question mark. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's something they don't fully explain that to me is unsatisfying. Yeah. As somebody who really needs answers for certain things, it just, I'm like, I don't understand that decision to yeah. not tell us what exactly happened at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was really quite good. Yeah. But it is, it is slow. Yeah. It is a slow burn. And, you know, that's hard when you know where it's going. Right, right. But when it goes where it goes, it is, it is satisfying. Yeah. When they finally, you know, Mm -hmm. reach that place, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like her family is delightful his family is delightful. You know, there's just like some nice side characters. There's some side characters that are, I would say you could cut a, you could have cut them. <laughs> they don't need to be here. In Susie's but, version. Yeah, in my version, we'll like, you know, we can save some money on salary <laughs> and do some, I don't know, better hair for flashbacks. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> this sort of thing. Anyway. It's not perfect, of course. Sure. It's not great. But it's just like a little quiet story about two friends who mm-hmm. fall in love. Yeah. And so if that's your jam, you need something that's not too taxing on the brain. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. The time we were not in love. The time we were not in love. It's a little bit of an awkward title. It is. I don't really understand. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> The leads are delightful. I really like them. And they have, I thought, really great chemistry together. Uh, Especially when they're in their friend phase. Mm -hmm. You know, just seeing their friendship is really, really great. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that part. Um, But it's even more great when they finally get together. Get together. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I enjoy her a lot. So. Yes. I will probably check that out. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you watching, Mia? Uh, well, I also, I did not watch something new, but I've been re-watching a lot <laughs> this week in preparation for our conversation today. But prior mm-hmm. to that, um, the last thing that I started that I was watching was, uh, Hide Jekyll Me, oh. where Hyunbin is the first and second male leads, <laughs> um, which is... 
you know, I'm really enjoying. I mean, there mm-hmm. are a lot of things that I'm not sure where they're going. There is a, a sort of mystery. I mean, from early on, there's mm-hmm. a crime that happens and exactly how it happens. And I mean, not to be like, I am so awesome at figuring out mysteries, but... I did figure out who did it, mm-hmm. like, in the first episode, and it wasn't revealed <laughs> until, like, episode eight. So, um, but I'm really enjoying that, so I'm looking forward to getting getting back to that one. Mm-hmm. And the last things that I finished prior to that were I just watched Strong Woman, Do Bong Soon, mm-hmm. um, which... You know, we will for sure talk about mm-hmm. later. I it is way too much to try and summarize <laughs> right. right here. Uh, other than I'm going to be talking about him a little bit later. It stars Park Young Shik. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I I mean I enjoyed it very much, but I also have a lot of things to say about it. Oh yes beyond just enjoying it uh the other thing that i just finished right after that that i watched in like two days because it's only eight episodes was the first Mm. season of tracer with Ah. mc wong Mm -hmm. i loved it so very much Mm. it was everything i love um so tight Mm -hmm. the plot kept moving and he is one of these characters, MC Wan plays one of these characters where it just reminds me of like the Oceans movies mm-hmm. where he's got a plan mm-hmm. and he's like implementing the plan the whole time, but it's only revealed to the other people in the story and the audience a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, I just... I loved it so much, and I'm really looking forward to going back and watching the second season. I mean, it's split up. It could easily have been a 16-episode mm. drama because it's all the same story and kind of you already know at the end of the first season what the second season is going to be about because uh-huh. it's a mystery that is set up at the beginning of the first season Okay, that's never, like never really comes to fruition and then that's going to be the focus of the second season i presume Mm -hmm. um because it's a big mystery like in his personal past anyway yeah really looking forward to that Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's what i've been watching and then i've been catching up refreshing my memory (laughs) on all of the delightful dramas of our opa of the day The world's boyfriend, Mr. Park Sojun. <laughs> Lynn's boyfriend for sure. <laughs> I am, you know, I was making the outline and I'm like, how do I give Lynn the maximum amount of expression of her love for <laughs> I mean, I, I will express my love for him no matter what I'm talking about, really. It could just be like a package of gim that I bought at the store. That's all it takes, really. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, he is a spokesperson for Bibigo Foods. And he's on packages of gim and like shredded seaweed. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen him. on. I, he must be on other foods besides He must that, be, but, but we've just not. 
found them or yeah. they you know the stores here don't carry them or whatever but mostly it's been like seaweed <laughs> yeah seaweed based things he's his face is on the package and he always <laughs> looks so happy on i the mean packaging. i'm like who doesn't love gin right <laughs> who doesn't love seaweed well, lots of people don't love seaweed. Yeah, but sorry, but no one in this room though. <laughs> no, we love seaweed. Uh, you know what we didn't mention, Suze, oh. is we're together. All right, <laughs> hi friends. We are together in the same room. <laughs> we have once again digressed. Oh. Parks of Parks of June. Um, so you started out by saying that you just watched Kill Me, Kill Heal, me, me Heal Me, and that's going to be the first uh, drama that we're discussing, right? Yes. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, Kill Me, Heal Me, uh, a drama that came out in 2015, starring Ji Sung mm-hmm. and Hwang Jung Um and Park So Jun. So this is another one where, from the posters, you would think there were three leads. Mm. Now, I would say Park So Jun is the second lead. Like, mm. he is squarely in the second lead. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might be the ninth lead. Because <laughs> the story is about a man with multiple personalities. <laughs> and he has seven. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> no, but really second lead because the personalities don't come out that often. Mm. But I I want to take this opportunity <laughs> to apologize publicly to Jisung Opa, whose work I have not seen before mm-hmm. today, which is, to me, sounds impossible. To my brain, sounds impossible. Because mm. he's one of these Opas that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, his big thing was All In, which came out in 2003. So he is contemporaries with Song Sung Hun mm-hmm. and Lee Byung Hun, who was also in All In, and Kwang Sang Woo and Go Su, and like all these, Won Bin, <laughs> you know, all these people, Hyun Bin. They're all contemporaries and have come up together, sort of that group of people. Yeah. Um, and I've seen all those other people's works at least once, especially the ones in the early 2000s that like really made their name. But I, for some reason, missed Jisung. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sorry. I'm <laughs> very, very sorry because he is amazing. Yeah. In this. I'll get to Park So Jun in a minute. I just, <laughs> I just want to say, you all, please check it out. Just for him alone is worth it. Yeah, Park So Jun is the cherry on top because Park So Jun is also very good in this, mm-hmm. even though he is a second lead. So anyway, it is like a psychological mystery thriller type oh, okay. show, actually. So Jisung plays. Um, a man who has multiple personalities. This is problematic, of course. Sure. Because if, you know, you just never know when one wants to come out and play. And this is like his deal. Like, 
they just he'll fall asleep and then one of them will just like come out mm-hmm. and like do stuff and they're all very different of course and so he is a part of this big table family mm-hmm. but he is currently in the u.s when it begins because he does not want anybody to know that this is like happening to him right, because right. he is not close to his family to say the least okay like there's a lot of mystery intrigue that has to do with the family and like things that happened in the past that triggered his right personality split yeah and that is like part the mystery part where they're gonna you know start giving you some clues about like something happened okay what it is we don't know yeah yeah and then it just like slowly comes out little by little yeah and then he meets this psychiatry student sort of she's in her first year of residency so she just graduated med Mm -hmm. school okay so she's now a resident in this hospital um and he meets her and shenanigans (laughs) (laughs) things happen um he had worked with her mentor who is you know the head of the psychiatry department in this hospital right and he so they've had a relationship before jisung and this guy Uh uh-huh and he had helped him, you know, diagnose some things and helping him, like, work with it. But for whatever reason, they weren't working together okay. for a while. Uh-huh. I think maybe the guy was in the U.S. before, and then he had to go back to Korea. So anyway, while seeking him out, he, like, meets her, and they form a kind of, like, contract where she becomes his, like, sort of secret doctor. Oh, right. So, okay. which required her to stay at his house (laughs) Mm. and just like help deal with the other personalities when they come out okay because they seem to respond to her for some reason Mm. Mm. so i will say now i don't want to spoil too much because it is delightful to like figure out things and like watch it unfold but she um let's say they have a childhood connection. I will just leave it at that. Susie's favorite. <laughs> My favorite. I need and to it's... find like a separate sound effect from the finger hearts for like Susie's favorite. Childhood connection. <laughs> Susie's favorite. I can't get enough. I I do <laughs> I do love that. But in this one it is big time. Yeah. Part of like really in integral to the whole story. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, more for me, more for me. <laughs> and Park So Jun plays Ori On, mm-hmm. who is her brother. Okay. In this show. And he is an author, mm-hmm. a mystery author. Mm-hmm. And he, um, but he, nobody knows his identity. It's one of those things where nobody knows what he looks like. But he's, like, a best-selling author, so he can, like, very freely, like, his thing is he'll, like, go to a bookstore Mm -hmm. and check out people checking out his books Mm -hmm. and go, oh, I heard, you know, his face is, like, up there with one bin. (laughs) One bin level handsomeness. (laughs) So his character is real, like, cheeky and Mm -hmm. goofy um and very cheerful but also very mischievous yeah 
and just sort of like happy-go-lucky a little bit. But underneath that, Mm. (laughs) there's a different side to him. Mm -hmm. So at one point, you will see that he has a notebook full of research about Jisung and his family. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, what? What? Why? Is this for a book? Is this Mm -hmm. personal? We don't know. So a lot of intrigue. Like it was so interesting. It was never boring. Yeah. Which is a really like great thing, of course, for thriller suspense thing. Yeah, yeah. There is some romance that is well deployed, I thought. And I was towards the end, I was getting worried about one point in the plot about how they're gonna resolve it. Yeah. And like even in the scene, I was like, "Oh no, is it gonna? Mm, are they gonna?" And they didn't. Oh. They did the right thing, and I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy about it. So everything is very satisfying for me. Yeah, in this show, so it was it was quite good. So parts of Jun in the beginning felt very much like um, supporting role Mm, mm because you actually don't see him a lot in the beginning you see him in the first episode Mm -hmm. and then you sort of like don't see him a lot and then he like shows up again and then he really just like is there to through the to the end yeah so fret not (laughs) he has much screen time but one of the things we love about park sojun that he is so good at doing all the emotions yeah so he, I mean, his his role really looked very comedic in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like he was just going to be there for laughs. Yeah. But then it wasn't. Ah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh. But he navigates that so, so well. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, okay. This show, I would say, skews melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of crying. Mm-hmm. Jisung does most of the crying. Okay. And he is an excellent crier. Yeah. He can do the brimming mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. Like it just comes brim. Yeah. But does not drop. Right, right. And then one drop. <laughs> does the two drop. Uh-huh. He cries passionately. Mm-hmm. He cries angrily. Yeah. He ugly cries. There's snot in everything yeah. at one point. I was just marveling at his crying prowess. I want to okay. see. I want to see your chart of like crying, <laughs> like your measurements of all the different types of cries. <laughs> I mean, wondrous. The range of crying yeah. alone was like, wow. I mean, I think some people were just like, he's crying too much. Fair. Hmm. I mean, fair, but. Also, he's going through a lot in yeah. this show. Yeah. But similarly, Park Seo-jun also just, you know, in one, one at one point he was like joking around and saying whatever to the female lead. And then he turns around and his face just like changes. Mm-hmm. And then his inner monologue comes out and it's real sad and whatever. So... 
I mean, so much to discover in this. And yeah. it's just like that. You just see the seeds of how good he is at his job, even though he didn't have as much to do as like a real lead, you know. But the performance was just so excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so excellent. I'm just like, Parsojin, you're just so good at your job. <laughs> just so good at your job. Uh, he is delightful in it. You know, he, he really straddles that comedic dramatic yeah. line really really well you know i think everyone is excellent in this show yeah i really really enjoyed it um and again there's like a thing that i feel like never gets really explained <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and again there are some characters you're just like why are you here mm. but overall i i really highly i recommend this show i I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings about it and you know check the trigger warnings mm. there is like some child abuse mm. themes mm -hmm. that are not really shown but it's enough to be like you know what's happening kind yeah. of thing yeah um so you know like fast forward whatever yeah yeah but another thing about this show is <laughs> it really loves a flashback <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in that you know in that sense i'm like it could be shorter <laughs> yeah yeah because sometimes they're even flashbacking a thing that just happened <gasps> i'm like literally two minutes ago remember that thing right before this scene <laughs> so but there are like several just montages yeah of things yeah. and i'm just like i don't know that we need all of these mm. You know, but especially we don't need the thing that just happened two minutes ago for you to say it again in your memory. <laughs> you know, like we just saw that. So yeah. let's just keep going. Right. <laughs> so in that way, they could have cut some time, but it is a 20 episode oh. drama. Park mm -hmm. great. Jisung, amazing. <laughs> Jisung definitely got the Daesung Award that year, mm -hmm. but... I believe him and Park Sojun got the best couple award. Oh yeah. That year. Yeah. <laughs> That's delightful. Yeah. But that is your teaser to like watch it. Right. To know why that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. I totally think there was something in the water mm. in the like time between 2015 and 2016 mm -hmm. because 2016 is an exceptionally good year for drama. Yeah. Like, several of my top favorites came out in 2016. Yeah. So, I don't know what was in the water yeah. that year. But, yeah, something happened that, like, I don't know. There's some switch in, like, um, style or writing mm -hmm. or directing mm -hmm. or something that just like quality just like amped up yeah in 2016 mm -hmm. so i don't know what happened in 2016 that's interesting but yeah that's what i felt was 2016 was like such a banner year for k-drama yeah. that something must have happened <laughs> some <Yeah>. shakedown <laughs> shake up yeah interesting well Speaking of 2016, <laughs> I mean, are we amazing at segways or is it just my imagination? Segway queens! <laughs> I 
Uh, speaking of 2016, our next drama that we're going to talk about came out in 2016, and that is Huarong. Mm-hmm. The historical, I think you would probably term it historical light. Okay. Uh, even though there is some real violent violence. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, not, no, that's maybe a little misleading to call it violent violence, but there are some terrible things that happen mm-hmm. on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I haven't watched any of those like Flower Boy dramas, mm-hmm. but it seems to me very in that vein of like, it's a bunch of, well, what was the other one that I kept comparing to horror? Oh, it was uh, Moon Lovers. Moon Lovers. <laughs> it all, has like all the, all the boys. All the boys. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this one reminded me of Moon Lovers. Uh, well, other way around because I watched this one first and then I watched Moon Lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has it definitely has some shared DNA with Moon Lovers with mm-hmm. all of the all of the boys in their regalia. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Huarong. This is an historical drama based on true events ish. <laughs> um, so the Huarong were a real thing that existed and rather than try and explain it to you i'm just gonna read what the collective wisdom of wikipedia has to say about it horong also known as horong core and flowering knights were an elite warrior group of male youth in shilla an ancient kingdom of the korean peninsula that lasted until the 10th century There were educational institutions as well as social clubs where members gathered for all aspects of study, originally for arts and culture as well as religious teachings, stemming mainly from Korean Buddhism. Chinese sources referred only to the physical beauty of the flower youths. And that part at least is accurate. (laughs) Because this show is full of pretty boys. Um, But it's also, I mean, it's based on a, a real king and sort of the mm-hmm. events around his uh, reign as king. So mm-hmm. it's around King Jin Hung. Mm-hmm. Jin Hung, uh, who is a real king. That's mm-hmm. who Park Hyung Shik plays. Okay. Um, and he, IRL, ascended to the throne when he was very, very young, when mm-hmm. he was a, a young boy. And so his mother served as a regent yeah as the queen regent Mm. um in his place until he was older and that is that is all true history Mm -hmm. and that setup is sort of where a lot of the drama comes from Mm -hmm. because in the drama she has sent him off to live in exile because he's so young and she's okay. afraid for his life because it's a really brutal time in history where, you know, mm-hmm. they're all sure. killing each other for the throne <laughs> all the time. You've seen historical dramas before this. Oh, yeah. This is not new. Oh, yeah. Um, so she has sent him <laughs> off to live in exile. And then he comes back because he wants to, you know, he is now like old enough that he wants to ascend the throne and she's still like, no, you're not ready. And so there's like a power struggle oh. there between him and his mother. Mm-hmm. But Park Sojun is not the king. 
Mm-hmm. He plays a character who is known initially as Mumyung, which translates roughly to anonymous. Mm-hmm. He has grown up in a village outside of the capital city, which has a big wall around it. And this city is populated by the Chonin, who are the lowest class of people. They're essentially like the untouchables class of the time. Um, they are not even allowed to come in the capital city. There, There's a lot of things that they are not allowed to do. Mm. And if they are caught in the capital city, one of these Chonin, mm-hmm. the palace guard are allowed to just execute them. Ooh. They, are, they are not allowed. Gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It's real violent. Yeah. Okay. So... He has grown up in this in this Chonin village uh, with another friend, and his friend's name is he. He is known at the beginning of the series as Makmun. That's his name in the village. Mm-hmm. But he has been sent to grow up in this village by his family in the capital city for other reasons that are related to the plot. But he actually has a name, whereas PSJ's character does not even, like, he arrived with no name. But they were raised together in exile. And now uh, Mahmoud, you know, wants to come back. He is not shown in by birth, so he's allowed Mm -hmm. to come into the capital city Mm -hmm. um, and be reunited with his family. He has a younger sister and a father still Mm -hmm. alive in in the city, or he presumes still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's coming back. So they both sneak into the city, scale the wall, and uh, hijinks ensue. Hijinks sounds a little, like, more fun than what actually (laughs) ensues. Uh, Shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I know it's this, this is a spoiler, but it's a spoiler from episode two. So it's not like a deep spoiler. Mm -hmm. So because of the fact that nobody has seen the king since he was a child. Mm-hmm. He's known as like the faceless king. Oh. And the queen regent has made a law that anyone who sees the king's face is sentenced to die. What? Like you're not, <laughs> nobody is allowed to see the king's face. Lordy. So... <laughs> Coincid just through sheer coincidence, Makamun, who's trying to find his family and be um, reunited with them, happens to see the king's face, like happens upon the king and then like realizes that this is what has happened and runs away. But the the guard of the queen regent knows you know, that this has happened. And so now he's being hunted down. And this is the big spoiler. They get him. <gasps> no. And it's real, it's real sad. Oh, um, no. And yeah, and, and tough to watch. And also, Moom Young is right there with him when it happens. And um, actually, Mak Moon saves his life because they both get, they both get shot with arrows, um, but Mahmoud is like sort of falls on top of him and takes some of his blood and like smears it on 
Moom Young and says like, you know, so he'll look more injured than he actually is Mm -hmm. to save his life. Okay. So Mak Moon's father finds them Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, realizes that this is his son and his son's friend and take, he is a doctor and he takes Moom Young back to his house to help him heal and everything. Um, And because he doesn't want his daughter to find out that her her brother has been murdered like this mm-hmm. and because Moom Young will be killed if it's discovered that he is there right. like his only chance of surviving in his current circumstances is to pretend to be not a lowborn person right so he assumes the identity of his now deceased friend in his family. So mm-hmm. his so Magmoon's birth name was Son Wu. Mm-hmm. So now Moom Young becomes Son Wu here uh, hereafter. Okay. So it's a little confusing because yeah. that's not really his name. It was right. his friend's name, but mm-hmm. now he is inhabiting that that person. Right. Okay. So the sister is Go Ara, oh. who is the female lead. Yeah. And sort of right away, they're like into each other, but they're brother and sister, but they're not really brother and sister. So, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot of uh, tension between that whole thing. And then the queen decides that she's going to start this huarang and recruit all these young men. From the elite families of the mm-hmm. city. So there's this this whole thing. This The whole premise of this show is fixated on status. Mm-hmm. And particularly status of birth. Mm-hmm. So there's the chonin who are like the lowest. Mm-hmm. And then there are half-borns. Mm-hmm. And then there's the sacred bone. Mm-hmm. Who are the... Um, I mean, I'm sure that there are other ones, too, but those are the only ones they really talk about. And the Sacred Bone are, like, royal lineage on both the matrilineal and patrilineal lines. Okay. So both both parents came from royal lines. Mm-hmm. And they're real obsessed with this Sacred Bone <laughs> business. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, but the queen is trying to keep control of the throne... And so all of the families who are the elite families in the the capital city, she is recruiting the the sons of these families to come and be these Huarong, who are these elite guards that are well-educated and, you know, beautiful Mm -hmm. and excellent in every way. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone swoons at them because they're so amazing. And she has her own agenda, of course. Um, which I'll talk a little bit more about that anyway. Because of reasons, I'm not going to tell the whole plot. Because of reasons, uh-huh. uh, Song Wu, PSJ, gets into the Huarong, even though he's only a half, mm-hmm. you know, half. His father is acceptable. His, the mother of the real Song Wu was a low caste person. Mm-hmm. So the sister, Go Ara, is half cast. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, because of reasons, machinations, <laughs> shenanigans, he ends up in there. And also, Park Young Shik, our faceless king, like gets his way, much to his mother's mm. chagrin, gets his way into the Huarong. Mm-hmm. And. Yes, many, many shenanigans <laughs> and so many uh, excuses to have shower scenes <laughs> and uh, there's a whole dance thing where they're doing like very like K-pop dance moves with their swords. It's like theoretically, a, you know, a sword dance, but... We all know. Um, I mean, it's real cute. The boys are real cute. There are a lot of, you know, really mm-hmm. delightful young men in the show. Who I won't go into all of them. You can look it up on my drama list. They're all they're all great and delightful. Mm-hmm. There's a real cute romance between one of the Huarong sisters and one of the other ones who like starts out as his mortal enemy. Mm. Um, and so many friends. So this show is full of the Opas and full of the Ajishis. Just like, <laughs> wow. Like everyone's dad in every other show is in this show. There are hardly any women in this show, but mm-hmm. all of the young men and all of the middle-aged men are in this show. <laughs> um, so I, it's hard to know how to refer to his character because there's, right. you know, mm-hmm. Moom Young, who's, that's not really a name. I'm going to call him Sun Woo because that's, that's what he's known yeah. as most of the time, even though that's not his real name. Um, but his character, because he was raised in the Chunin village, mm-hmm. you know, he is completely not impressed with all of this yeah. uh, status stuff, yeah. you know, because he was treated as a person with zero status his mm-hmm. whole life. Right. But he lived in a town where everyone had no status. Right. So he does not care about all the things that is mostly the driving force of every other person that's around him, um, which really sets him apart. Uh And uh, I think is part of why he becomes such an attractive leader within the Huarong. Like he really attracts Mm -hmm. a lot of attention because he's so different from Mm -hmm. everybody else and really sort of you know, goes to his own, um, his own sense of, right, he was not brought up with the values that all the other people around him were brought up with. So he has his own sense of justice and what's right. And uh, that, you know, really makes him stand out among his comrades. Also, he doesn't know anything when he gets in there. He doesn't know how (laughs) to read or write. Oh, no. Um, He... Can't ride a horse. Oh, he can't yeah. wield a sword. He doesn't know how to do archery. Like he needs to learn every, like every single skill, right? That the Horong are expected to have, and that's where a lot of great comedic moments come <laughs> from. Um, also, it's not really comedic, but I feel like it bears mentioning. From the very first scene in the show, he has this, like, mysterious fainting 
sickness oh. Oh. where he'll just like suddenly pass out. Oh. It's never really explained. Oh, dear. Um, okay. It's, I mean, it feels very much like, you know, convenient plot device-itis. Ah. <laughs> that's the illness yeah <laughs> needed for the plot right <laughs> um yeah for like to make things happen but yeah. Okay. um yeah but that's a thing that's like it's really ne- like and it just sort of springs up randomly okay whenever okay whenever it's needed okay um but you know he's a really hard worker and he doesn't master any of these skills by any means mm-hmm. but uh he works real hard, and I think his natural charm and leadership sort of aid him in his success. Also, I didn't mention, maybe I should just be calling him Kesei, because that's what everybody calls him. He's the he's the, the dog bird, is his nickname. That's what okay. everybody calls him at the, be- at okay. the beginning. And he has this, like, jump kick move... That he does. That's like the Kese move that comes up, you know, uh-huh. several times throughout the show for whatever that's worth. These young men, because they're brought up in these families that are only concerned with status, mm-hmm. um, they are for the most part very young and immature because they're just under mm-hmm. the thumbs of their manipulative families. Mm-hmm. And they're just sort of going along with whatever they were brought up to to believe. And to some extent, that's also true for Park Young-shik's character. He's really sort of floundering because he grew up. It's not cl- ever made clear exactly what adults raised him. <laughs> Feral. <laughs> I mean, he has his guard with him, Pao, okay. who is faithful guard and servant of Park Hyung-shik. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he didn't raise him. Yeah, like where was he? Like, right. was he at a temple? Was That's... he at a house? Like, what? What's happening there? <laughs> a lot of not an- explained unanswered <laughs> questions in Huarong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. More more questions than answered. Okay. For sure. Well, would you recommend Warong? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So I first watched it like six months ago mm. and I was real lukewarm about it. Okay. Um, because the cute boy stuff is great. Park So Jun is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does these characters with firm beliefs who like go against the grain of society Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's sort of his bread and butter he's made it you know and he doesn't always play that character but he's played a number of characters that we will talk about today that are all like i am firm in my beliefs and i'm you know it might not be what everybody else believes but i don't care Mm -hmm. um and that is what this character is like and he's great in it and you know similarly to what you were saying in kill me heal me has a wide range of things Mm -hmm. you know he's so loyal to his friend who dies at the at the beginning and he's so broken over that and then you know to like all his shenanigans with the horong and everything in between. I mean, there's there's never a false note in his uh, performance. So mm-hmm. he is 
of course, a total delight. Yeah. Packed with friends. Mm-hmm. I liked it much better when I went back and rewatched a bunch of it this week. Like, okay. to the point that I was like, oh, why was I so, like, down on this show? It's really, like, <laughs> I really like it a lot. Yeah. Um, But the I think the things that bothered me the most were... There are the two big bads. So there's the the queen regent. Uh-huh. And then there is the like sacred bone guy, one of the ministers uh-huh. or whatever, uh-huh. who's like trying to get his family into uh-huh. the, you know, into the palace. Uh-huh. So he's like her main rival. Um, and both of them, but her more so, like are doing all these machinations that I kept asking like but to what end like you're Uh, doing this terrible thing but i don't see how this serves your purpose like how Mm -hmm. does this further your cause what other than just like making somebody else's life harder right um or ending it all together right but like i don't see how this gets you to where you want to be and that happened over and over and Mm. she kept saying things that made no sense yeah like, I would think, like, is the queen Park Yung-sik's mom? Yes. Like, actual mom, right? Like, right. not just, like, some concubine had him. And Correct. this is, like, right. the queen. Right. So, he's your son. Right. Why do you not want him to be king? Right. You are not going to live forever. Right. Sorry. Right. Queen. Right. Newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, why? This is weird, right? Like. Right. Usually, it's they want their sons to be on the throne. Right. That is the goal. Yeah. So, what? Right. Mm-hmm. It's It sort of makes no sense. Yeah. That, I mean, and it's like, but he's grown now. He's not little. Like, yeah. he's a grown man. And she keeps saying, oh, he's, you know, he's not ready or it's too dangerous or whatever. Like, being king is dangerous. It like, always is. <laughs> clearly, she has not ever seen any historical dramas because... <laughs> Being king is dangerous. People are always out to get you. That's why you have Huarong and your other, like, guards and stuff. That's, yeah. you know, that's the job. <laughs> I mean, so that part made no sense. And she just kept doing things that were like, but why, why are you, what? How does this mm-hmm. serve anything? So there was a lot of that. And I I felt very confused about mm. and frustrated by mm-hmm. the shenanigans. Like, I always don't like the shenanigans. Yes. But in this case, I was very confused mm. a lot of times about, like, what the point was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, to some extent on the other side, too, like, with the other main bad guy. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, that part, like, the plot was kind of like, what? Yeah. At points. Uh, and then the other main thing, which I kind of hesitate to say this, but I mean, this was, this was my opinion. I really like Go Ara a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that she has a lot of moments where she is delightful in this. She's like a storyteller. She makes up stories and she earns money, like telling mm-hmm. risque stories and things. I felt like she and Park Seo Joon did not have great chemistry. Like, mm. not terrible, mm-hmm. but, like, when I watch the scenes of them together, 
he seems really into her mm-hmm. and she does not seem that into him, even though like in the script, she's supposed to be into him. But mm-hmm. like in her acting, she does not seem that into him. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like mm. she had better chemistry with Park Young Shik, oh. <laughs> who was, you know, the romantic rival who was right. also in love with her. Uh-huh. Um which, you know, of course, they weren't going to end up together. She's, like, half cast and he's the king. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just kind of disappointing because mm-hmm. it just made the rom. I mean, first of all, there's, like, brother and sister. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And then if I just felt like they didn't have great chemistry. So, right. I mean, I really enjoyed the parts that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And if you can just sort of accept that the plot is going to be real meh to perplexing Mm -hmm. and just watch the cute boys play soccer Mm -hmm. and you know then i would recommend it but not with like not with high hopes that the plot is going to (laughs) be something great yes so 2016 notwithstanding warong I enjoyed it more than I initially remembered that I did. Uh, But, you know, definitely not one of my top faves, even though I like a lot of the people in it. Yeah. Not a priority. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not. If you're a PSJ completist, you know, you won't want to poke your eyes out. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. High endorsement. So also released in 2015 is She Was Pretty. So Carlos Jin was busy mm-hmm. in 2015. Mm-hmm. Anyway, deja vu. Because mm-hmm. again, <laughs> Park So Jun and Hong Jung Um in one drama. Mm-hmm. So in this show, you know, sometimes these titles are so misleading mm-hmm. or gives you a certain connotation or certain feeling some type of way because of the way they structure it. And, you know, they're they're not so good at titles anyway. Right. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. So, you know, immediately you go to, and looking at the, like, posters and pictures, immediately you go to, like, oh, no, is this going to be some kind of, like, ugly duckling, got a makeover mm-hmm. to fall in love? Whatever, you right, know, right. like, is this some kind, some kind of, beauty standard kind of show right i will tell you now it's not yeah it is never about that of course you're gonna have people who are shallow sure. shall we say sure i mean people's reaction and you know here's the thing and i've never been to korea but this is what i've constantly heard from people who have been to korea that people in korea when they go out of their house are always very put together mm. Like, they just look nice. They always dress nice. Yeah. You know, ladies have their hair done and their makeup done, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, they're always very presentable when they come out of their house. Like, you're in public. You're not in your house. Generally, that is, like, people's impression. Yeah. And that's the cultural expectation. Right. So, it's not really, like, you're not pretty or you're Mm. ugly or whatever. It's just, like... 
why did you come out of the house without your makeup? Right, right. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. situation, yeah. you know. So, okay, let's go back. So, Hwang Jung-un is Kim Hye-jin. So, when we meet her, she is, um, she has kind of like frizzy hair. Mm-hmm. That's like real big, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and she has some kind of like, uh, discoloration in her complexion mm-hmm. so it's like they're they said they ha- she has lots of freckles but really she has like like red spots on her cheek and that kind mm-hmm. of thing but i mean she's it's fine it's like normal people right skin stuff yeah. right um so what we learn is when she was uh growing up when she was little mm-hmm. um she was real pretty she was real popular in school mm-hmm. she had like real straight hair and whatnot but actually when she hit puberty what she says is her dad's jeans showed up <laughs> and when you see her dad you'll just laugh because <laughs> and you know so that happened yeah. and that's why she looks the way she looks right now yeah um but in in truth she's always really had those jeans because We'll see a scene where it rains and then her hair just blows up (laughs) and she's like, oh no. So she just knew how to tame the things, right? Right. Like she knows how to deal with the things that is deemed not great. Right. Not acceptable. Not acceptable for public consumption. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um, Back when she was like young Mm -hmm. and growing up and you'll find out that, you know, it's not like she doesn't know how to take care of herself. Right. She does. But she was also going to school on a scholarship and had to take student loans out. So Mm. it takes money to straighten your hair all the time. Yeah. You know, going to a salon or whatever to, like, tame all that stuff. So she just was like, I prioritize food rather than my Right. Yeah. And my education. You know, it's, it's fine. So Park Sojin plays Ji Sung Jun, and I'll just say now they were childhood friends. <laughs> Catnip, catnip. <laughs> I just um, oh, that's what I'm gonna do, Suze. Every time, <laughs> oh, no. every time it comes oh, no. up, I'm gonna have like a sound that I'm gonna put in every time you mention or somebody oh, mentions childhood friends. Just. <laughs> So they were uh, childhood friends, and let me. This is gonna sound a little convoluted, so I'm gonna try to say it in an understandable way. So right now, adult Hyejin Mm -hmm. is uh, she's rooming with her other childhood friend, Mm -hmm. who is uh, Minhari, played by Go Jun Hee. But when they were little, um, at one point, Hari's uh, family moved to Japan. Okay. And then PSJ's family moved into her house. So they lived like next to each other. Right. So that's how they met. Right. When they were little. Mm -hmm. And Parsajin, baby Parsajin, was a chubby kid. Mm -hmm. So he was, you know, so of course he was teased at school and all this stuff. And 
you know, Loki bullied or whatever. And she always came to his aid mm. and always, you know, made sure they left him alone uh-huh. and helped him out all the time. And he also has uh, a bit of anxiety because his mom passed away in a car accident in like kind of a rainy situation. So mm. when it rains, okay, uh, it sort of triggers him gotcha. to like sort of go to a like not good place. And yeah. so... She had helped him with, like, that problem a little bit while they were little. But then he moved away to America uh-huh. at some point, And they were still, like, writing each other. But then at some point, her family sort of um, got down on their luck with the business and stuff. Mm. So they had to move away. And they sort of lost touch a bit. Right. Now, there's, like, this was not real clear until later. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, bear with it. <laughs> but he uh, did track her down eventually through like alumni association oh, okay. website mm-hmm. kind of thing and like got her email. So he was corresponding with her, but we don't know that. <laughs> we mm. don't know that until later. Okay. So their initial like, let's meet up again was kind of like out of the blue because mm-hmm. you thought, wait, weren't you not right. I communicating? You yeah. Right. I thought you were out of touch. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so the premise is now their appearance are reversed because PSJ of course is now a hot, hot He's PSJ. Yeah. <laughs> he is now PSJ. So, and she is kind of like, like this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, they were excited to meet, mm-hmm. but of course they thought each other looked like they were little. Right. right. And so they were expecting bigger versions of their childhood selves. Yes. Yeah. So they arranged to meet at this um, museum and they're outside. So it's like a sculpture museum uh-huh. kind of thing. And of course they don't know what they look like. So they're on the phone and mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm right here. And she's on the phone and then she goes, oh, yeah, I'm right here, too. And he turns around and walks towards her, but then passes her to this other girl Uh who is also on the phone Uh because he thought she was her because she did not look like what he was expecting. Exactly. So she turns around. She realized what happened. Yeah. And was like, oh, that's him. Mm hmm. Holy crap. So she hides because she's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't want him to see me. <laughs> Le- yeah, like this. yeah, exactly. So. So then she enlists her friend Hari uh-huh. to pretend to be her. Okay. To meet up with PSJ one time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be a drawn out thing. Yeah. We're just going to say, hi, so glad to meet you. I'm going to study abroad tomorrow. <laughs> Wow. I'm leaving tomorrow as it as it happens. What a coincidence. Yeah. So nice to meet you. It was really great. Let's keep in touch by Bye. email. That's fine. Goodbye. I'll never see you again. Right. right? <laughs> Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. But, you know, it's soul. So mm-hmm. people still see each other, mm-hmm. bump into each other mm-hmm. all the time. So through shenanigans. Yeah. Um, of course, he sees her mm-hmm. again, the friend Hari, mm-hmm. and she had to like, she was like, oh no. 
So she had to keep lying about right, who right, she is. Right, right. But she is actively trying to get out of the situation. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hijin mm-hmm. got hired to work at this company. Right. She was real excited because she's been trying to find a real job for a while. She's been like uh, waitressing yeah. for quite some time. And so she's, you know, we meet her sort of at like a really low point. Yeah. She's just trying to get to somewhere and yeah, yeah. it's just not working out. But she gets hired at this company mm-hmm. um, in their like admin department. Right. And, you know, she's a really like um, go-getter. She really, you know, she's very, very earnest and wants to do all the things and... Even though they're, of course, making her work more. And she's hired alongside this other intern. So they're both interns. Okay. Um, But they're getting paid, which is good. Yeah. yeah. And this other intern is just like, you know, filing her nails all the time. Mm. This kind of person who is not doing any work. Right, right. And then one day, um, another arm of this company, which is a fashion magazine, Mm -hmm. their editorial team needed some supplies okay so they said they send her with a box of supplies over there and they're like okay just send it over there and you know just come back after yeah so she goes over there and they are busy doing a lot of things you know it's a yeah, fashion yeah. magazine yeah. so everyone's running around stuff and then they were expecting um this like freelance person who was going to help edit translate some articles for them like fact check and all that stuff right so they think she is that person so everyone like sees her like oh good you're here here can you like translate (laughs) this real quick or here can you like do this real quick and she does it Uh that's the thing she is so competent that she can do all these things because she's real smart even though she's her role is only an admin who's delivering stuff right um, but she has good qualifications. Yeah. But again, it's another like maybe because of her appearance, mm. mm-hmm. you know, they didn't think she could. Uh, they didn't want to hire her. So yeah. anyway, so they, you know, this team was just like giving her all these tasks and she did it really well. And they were very impressed. And then she is still confused, but I don't know why she just did it. Yeah. <laughs> this is another thing. I'm like, oh, she's a little right. bit of a doormat in the beginning. Yeah. But she just does it, and so that's fine. And then she's done, and she goes, and then the real person <laughs> comes and was like, I'm so sorry. The traffic was terrible. I'm so, you know, and everyone's like, what who was that? that? Right? You know? So they find out who she is, and they're like, send her here. Yeah. We need the help. Um, in three months, we're releasing our big, like, anniversary mm. um, edition, so we have more work to right, do. Right, right, right. So they like bring her over and um, at the same time, they're like, hey, here's our new deputy editor. Guess who? Guess who it is? Da-da-da. I'll give you a hint. It starts with PSJ. <laughs> <laughs> so here's our problem, uh-huh. right? So he is now basically the new boss there. Right. Because... Very similar to her private life, mm-hmm. their actual editor, director, oh. person uh-huh. is a lady right. who is, I just find her delightful. Yeah. I mean, she is 
you know, related to the owner of the company. She's like the sister of the owner of the yeah. company. So she's like a middle-aged lady who married an Italian dude, lived in Italy for a while, but then got divorced. And now she gets to do this, but not really not do really, this because right? she's not really working. <laughs> yeah. But I will I will say she, unlike Kim, Kim Sun Young, <laughs> has more layers. Yeah. In here, yeah. Then Kim Sun Young, yeah. <laughs> in terms of work, yeah. So she's somebody who appears to be an airhead, but we'll discover later has much more substance mm. to her. Okay, and she's so hilarious. She will swan in mm-hmm. and like immediately throw her purse to the nearest person. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to catch and. Always like, <laughs> and everyone like knows, you know, when she's in and she's not a terrible person. She's probably just annoying to be around. Yeah. Um, because of her whole persona. Yeah. But she'll just throw out instead of English phrases, uh-huh. it's Italian, Italian phrases. phrases. <laughs> so it's so delightful. So anyway, so PSG's there and, um, Pigeon sees him and is like, oh no. Right. <laughs> what do I what do I do? Right. And like, of, he doesn't know she he doesn't, knows that he's her childhood friend, but right. he doesn't know. He does not know at this point. Right. because uh, he thinks Hari is Hijin. Right, right. right. But she of course has her real name on her name tag. Oh, sure. And so that apparently triggers something volatile in him because he is real not nice to her you mean the fact that her name is the The same same name as as his childhood friend right makes him be a jerk to her this is what i'm getting from it because they never really explain Uh why he's so terrible to her there was one thing that he said to her how you don't deserve to have this name Oh, okay. That's a weird thing to That's say. That's a weird thing to say, yeah. right? I just found that so weird how he just gets so bent out of shape about this. Because she has because that name, but she doesn't, doesn't match have his idea mm-hmm. of yeah. what that name yeah, yeah. should look like. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the only thing I can really conclude because it's just disproportionate. Yeah. Because he's in real life, like, not a jerk. He's right. not mean to other people. Right. He's not... You know, to fake Cajun, he's super nice. Yeah. Um. So it just does not compute to me that yeah. he would be this much of a jerk to right. her specifically. Now, he also, so he comes one day and he's real nice to everybody and is like introducing himself and said, okay, so tomorrow we're going to have like a big staff meeting. Mm-hmm. So in this staff meeting, he does turn into a hard ass boss. Mm. So he's real not he's not buddy buddy he's not like super affable he's just like saying look the magazine is not performing Mm. the way it needs to we are constantly under this other magazine right um so we need to turn this around in three months okay we we have three months to turn this around so tell me your ideas now so everyone has to pitch. Right. And he immediately is like, that's dumb. That's, that's, that one's done all the time. 
That's unoriginal. That's a, like he is just wow. And everyone is like, "What happened to that guy from yesterday?" You know. But then you will find out why he is being this hard okay. on them. Okay, so she is trying to work as best she can, but he's being a real jerk. Yeah. But then he has a good journey. Okay. So his character does journey on in realizing that one. His ways at work, though, he thinks very highly about his ability right. at work. Yeah. And because he knows this thing, this secret, he's feeling like he has to do everything. Uh-huh. And therefore, his decisions in managing how we're going to do it is the best way. Right. Where it's not, right? Yeah, like, we're going to find right. out that it's not. You should have told your team. Use your words. Use your words. <laughs> Use your words. And he does a lot of atoning, you know, Mm. for it. And he just, there's a realization. So there's real growth for that. Yeah. And then she also is instrumental in, like, pointing out to him how sometimes he's wrong. Yeah. Um, And one, one kind of funny thing about his personality or how he works is, when he's reading something, he's very focused mm-hmm. and he just like really blocks out the whole world. Uh-huh. So he does not notice things like he'll be reading his iPad and walking out the door, but it's a glass door. And so he just <laughs> bonks into the door right? because he's too busy reading. Yeah. And this happens all the time. Yeah. And so... There's a, an incident where he was too busy reading to listen to what she was saying mm. that they like almost missed this like really important meeting mm. and he was like berating her about it like it's all her fault and she was like, excuse me, mm. I said several times, are we going here? Mm-hmm. You did not say anything. So I assume we're going here and it was not here. That is your fault. Right. And so he, not immediately, but he remembered an interaction with the barista at the coffee shop Mm. that he goes to every day because she always has to come over to him, even though there's like the little, um, like pager, pager thing that tells you your drink is ready. He never hears it because he's reading. Yeah. And she always has to go there and like give it to him and like wake him up. Like, hello, your coffee is ready. Every day. And so he remembered that and was like, oh, right. So slowly he fixes his attitude towards her and sees her in like a different light and that stuff. And they go on from there. Yeah. So I really like this show. Yeah. I very much like this show because I feel like her, you know, there is a makeover scene, but it is on her terms. It's Mm. because... She finally, like, has enough money socked away, and she decided, I want to do this. And it's not for somebody else. And it's never really brought up. Like, Mm -hmm. her appearance is never brought up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another part of this show is the second lead, Mm -hmm. male, is Choi Siwon, Mm -hmm. who is... (laughs) My bias from Super Judy. Says he's OG boyfriend. Oh, I love him so much. And he's just gets better with age. Anyway, <laughs> digress. Mm. 
He, so he is a writer in this editorial team. Mm-hmm. And he befriends Harry, uh, Hyejin, mm-hmm. um, from the get-go and has, like, a cute nickname for her and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But he's, like, somebody who, like, teases a lot and plays around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very good at his job, but he, like, likes to have fun. Yeah. So he does not like boring situations. Mm-hmm. Like, he always, like, coaxes her to, like, do stuff with him mm-hmm. and be whatever and gets pranks her and gets her in some situations it's it's but their their chemistry is quite good yeah like i really really enjoyed their relationship Mm -hmm. i enjoyed him as a second lead Mm -hmm. Uh, could it be more than bsa like it didn't help that he was such a jerk in the beginning yeah and I thought Shiwon was a really good, like, he's not a petty second lead, mm. you know, he yeah, definitely yeah. fell in love with her, but then the things he did for love, mm-hmm. I mean, he should sing that song. <laughs> I would do anything for love. Because he did so many things for her that were huge. Yeah. You know, sacrificing privacy his own like need for privacy watch to find out what that is mm. but he he just really sacrificed a lot without like being blatant about it yeah and just did things behind the scenes for her because mm-hmm. he likes her yeah and he was like in love with her so psj <laughs> In the romantic journey, yeah, I wasn't sure that he earned it. Yeah, you know because the figuring out was was a fun journey for me for mm-hmm. him for him to like piece things together mm-hmm. and get to that conclusion was like that was a good journey. Yeah, but in the end, I felt like he did more groveling to like the editorial team mm. ever than he did with her who to whom he was the worst yeah so i did not feel like there was sufficient mm. asking for forgiveness or right. really like coming to that place of like i was that was really uncalled for for me yeah to have treated you that way kind of thing it just sort of like um morphed into a reluctant friendship mm-hmm. acknowledging that she's because she's very good at her job and when she wasn't good at her job, she learned to be good at her job. Yeah. You see that transformation because it's a fashion magazine and she doesn't know the lingo. She right. doesn't know what anything is, you sure. know. And But then her roommate, mm-hmm. Hari, was like, girl, you live with somebody with like a bookshelf of fashion magazines. Mm-hmm. Let me teach you some stuff. Yeah. Because she was like, hey, did you make any effort to, like, read up on stuff or learn while, you know, not just complaining about how you don't know things and people are, like, mad at you when you're... So I thought that was, like, a really great, too, because she's not perfect as well. Sure. Like, her friend had to be like, hey, girl. Right. You also... on you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do the work as well. And she did, and she really improved, and that was great. 
I mean, another thing I really love about this show is everyone on the editorial team are like normal, nice people. Yeah. Like nobody's overly terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, when things are busy, of course, you get a little like frazzled or irate when things go wrong. Yeah. But in general, I feel like everyone was nice to her Mm. and understands that she's new. So there's a learning curve Mm -hmm. and even her like... One of one of our favorite friends, Shin Dong Mi, is in it as um, like the beauty editor or mm-hmm. fashion editor mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and she, uh, she was. <laughs> this is gonna be like a little twisted too. So she was the um, Park Bo Gum's manager in in Record of Record Views. of Use. Yeah. So. I mean, this whole thing is like a little <laughs> how PSJ had a, you know, cameo in that show. Oh, that's right. And oh, how right, much right. She... And she's like super, <laughs> I completely wasn't how putting that she... together. How she's yeah. like swooning over him in yes. Record of Youth. Right, 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 right. And now, like she's working with, I mean, it's yeah. real funny to me. I mean, that one came after this one, but yeah. still. So she, you know, she could have been one of these you know, cardboard cutout mm. main bosses who right. are just like mean to her. Yeah. But she didn't, you know, she, she's tough, mm-hmm. but she's fair, mm-hmm. you know, and she eventually really encouraged her to like start writing and all this kind of stuff. So there's also like professional development yeah, yeah. in this show, yeah, yeah. which is really amazing to see. Yeah. So, I really enjoy the team. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you have like one girl who's like not quite whatever, but then she came around. Yeah. Like it's like sort of a natural thing that happened. So everything is sort of like uh, in character mm. and also like not over the top and all this stuff. So I just really, really quite enjoy that. Yeah. I feel like I haven't talked about PSJ enough, but. <sighs> Yeah, that's, like, my feeling, though, is, like, of course he's good. He's always good. I just did not understand this one piece of him in this show. Like, why was he so terrible? And I was not satisfied with how it... With the resolution. With the resolution. So it just was, like, he was mean to her. He, she, like, pushed back. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, oh, okay. And so that slowly became professional you know a good professional relationship and then it started becoming a romantic relationship it sort of went in there and of course once the secret is out Mm. that just like went Mm full-blown like into it yeah um but still at the same time she's like got this real charming friendship with yeah. Chasey one, which are kind yeah. of like, why don't you just go with him? I know. Because he's real nice to you and this other he guy is. was kind of garbagey to you. He's so much fun and he really, really did some things yeah. for her. Yeah. And I just was like, Siwon, you just, <laughs> you stole this show. You stole this show from PSJ a little bit. Oh boy. <laughs> for me. I mean, that is saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. So... Anyway, delightful characters. I thought the story was solid. You know, there's some things that are cringe that you need to just... Accept. 
just turn off your brain for a minute, you know. I think around episode four or five on, mm-hmm. it's it it finds its stride and mm-hmm. like comes away from this kind of like slapstick clumsy girl always making mistakes kind of thing like her being like overly nervous around him kind of stuff yeah yeah um that's super annoying to me yeah they kind of like get away from that and then like it moves on and yeah it's, and it's really good so i recommend all right she was pretty come for psj stay for choice you want. <laughs> forward shoot ahead to 2018 time travel the legendary i if you are listening to this episode i cannot imagine that you have not seen what's wrong with secretary kim i mean who hasn't seen this show it's who hasn't seen this show? if you open up vicky And you go, and it has, like, you can search by region, and you go to where it has South Korea, the picture is, (laughs) what's wrong with Secretary Kim? It's like, that's the endorsement of Vicky, that it is, like, the most, I don't know what that means, the the, the most Korean drama-iest Korean drama ever. I don't know. But, I, mean, I mean, iconic. Real, it is iconic. iconic. That's exactly what it is. That's what yeah. Vicky is saying. It's iconic. And I agree with you, Vicky. What's wrong with Secretary Kim? Okay. So if you haven't seen it, I am incredulous that you were listening to this. You know, I think probably you're like one of my friends who doesn't even watch K-dramas. who's trying to support me by listening to this podcast, but in which case, thank you for listening. Uh, you should watch this show, even though you don't watch K-dramas. So if you haven't seen it, PSJ's character is Lee Young-Joon. He is the vice chairman of this you know big conglomerate and i talked about this show a couple episodes ago when we talked about parkman young who's the female lead of this drama mm-hmm. and how i love the i love the silly beginning of this show i watched <laughs> when i when i was re-watching it i watched the opening pretty much every episode lots of times i'll just skip through the you know the the beginnings but i just enjoy it so much and her her uh identity word was legend and she was so good at her job and i thought that was so great i talked about that and his is aura and he does this thing because he has this just aura of i don't know what of awesomeness excellence of excellence of handsomeness (laughs) he is he constantly talks about how he is the pinnacle of manhood of humanity he is you know peak heartthrob um the vice chairman and i'm just gonna call him the vice chairman because that is how yeah uh kim miso refers to him the whole way through almost no one ever calls him his name mm-hmm. young june mm-hmm. um so i'm just gonna call him the vice chairman he is this character who is so conceited and uh full of himself 
And I don't know if in another actor's hands he would be too insufferable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I, I just think that Park Seo-joon is so good at his job that he's like, you believe that he believes this about himself, that mm-hmm. he is that stuck on himself. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like so funny how he <laughs> just is clueless about things oblivious about Mm -hmm. things and also just so ridiculous how highly he thinks of himself (laughs) um i mean it's just it is just a riot um you know and of course there are 16 episodes he's not just like a stuck on himself right you know insufferable vice chairman for 16 episodes Mm -hmm. he goes on a journey Mm -hmm. And there are hidden depths to Mm -hmm. his character that you don't necessarily suspect at the Mm -hmm. beginning. He and Miso both have, uh, spoiler alert, (coughs) Susie's catnip, meow. (laughs) Um, But they, they, they each have... Uh, these very serious phobias stemming from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his character is so ridiculous a lot of the time. But then mm-hmm. there's a moment when his phobia is triggered and it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, your heart just breaks for him because he is at the mercy of these fears. Right. And, you know, and again, it's you were saying earlier um, about his skill, Park, Park Sojun's skill at being able to pivot from like the comedic to the dramatic. And I feel like that's one of those really skillful pivot points for him where he just like, you just see his vulnerability mm-hmm. so acutely in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and he, it's just a great journey that he goes on gradually over these these episodes where he starts out this is not a spoiler because it's the basically the premise of the whole show mm-hmm. in the first episode that she has been his personal secretary for 10 years i think it is mm-hmm. and she resigns and he is at a loss about how he's going to go on. And so he starts concocting all these cockamamie plans (laughs) to keep her from resigning. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, over the course, this is a spoiler, but is it really, you know, you've seen K-dramas before (laughs) over the course of 16 episodes or a lot less than that. Actually, he, you know, comes to realize that he loves her and always has and uh but you know he's got to figure out how to do that because he's never really been in a relationship either and he doesn't really love too many people other than himself (laughs) um Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean they're both just so enjoyable they have if i had to pick a show that i thought had the best chemistry between the leads, I would pick this show. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there are so many amazing shows with great leads, with amazing chemistry, but this, I think no one tops Mm -hmm. the chemistry between Park Min Young and Park So Joon in this show. They're Mm -hmm. just so 
great. After I watched this show, I was like, I want them to get married in real life. Um, yeah. And I mean, without like spoiling the whole plot and really, I don't need to spoil the plot because you've watched it already. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's another great virtuoso performance mm-hmm. from him where you just see everything and mm-hmm. it's hilarious and dramatic and moving at points mm-hmm. and oh so swoony oh gosh yeah just yes. the swooniest the romance really? in this one is <laughs> at 11 yeah so yeah you know, I don't really know what what more I can say. You probably mm-hmm. have watched it already. And if you haven't, <laughs> you should watch it. I mean, I'm not yeah. the boss of you, but <laughs> you should watch it. We highly suggest. I mean, it's... Strongly suggest. Whatever our highest recommendation yeah. is. Right. Like, five packets of want-wants. What's our... Uh... What's our rate? <laughs> Ratings, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever the highest thing is, yeah, highest, yeah, highest marks, highest marks. I mean, really, like this is really like a great showcase of his talent. Yeah, right, because that character is so ridiculous, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning mm-hmm. when he's all. Of course, I'm the best. Right. I'm the handsomest. I'm the whatever. Like right. any kind of thing nice right. you say about me, I'm like, of course. I like am the you superlative know, relative of yeah. every adjective. Yeah. Yes, it is, but it is so precarious, right? Mm. That kind of um, character is really precarious because, just like in an instant, it can be super ridiculous and silly. Yeah. Um, which in his hands, it is not right. You know, because he is also, it's not untrue. Yeah. Those things. That is true. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, he's he, not wrong. He's not wrong. He's good at his job in the show. Yeah. You know, he's a good vice president, chairman. Right. Who's, I mean, to all intents and purposes, the chairman. Yeah. Like, he's his doing father, all the, work. the chairman, yeah. does not come into work. Yeah. Like, so he is the boss. Yeah. And he is running this company so well. Yeah. He knows how to problem solve. Yeah. He knows how to negotiate. Like, he's doing the work and he's good at it. Yeah. He is good looking. Correct. Yes. (laughs) Correct. And so he's just somebody who has confidence. Yeah. In his abilities and himself in this arena. Yeah. And so he's just not about to waste time with false modesty. Right. (laughs) You know, like he's just like, of course, yes, please, you know. And so I just find that combination like is making it successful for him to not become ridiculous Mm, when he says those things. Because then you realize it is backed up. Right. By like facts. (laughs) And it's not one of these situations where like, yeah, I did this thing. And like, he never did like his minions did these things. Right. And he's taking credit. Right. It's not that kind of situation. So that's, I find where, you know, it's more charming. It's a little silly. Yeah. But it's, but you know, you can't refute it. Yeah. So you're begrudgingly like, uh, fine. Right. Yes. But please, could you not be so <laughs> so blatant about it? Yeah. Have a little false modesty. Right. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> but he is who he is. And so that's part of his charm in this show. Yeah. Is that part of him. And I love seeing Park Min Young just roll her eyes mm-hmm. behind his back. Oh. When... <laughs> just the perfect foil for him. Yeah. And really, like, a lot of the things is thanks to her, of course. Sure. But, you know, she's also not, like, petty about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. PSJ, mm, so well deployed in this show. And you're right. Like, I don't know who else could have really done this very adeptly. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure they exist. Like, Sure. Sure. There are many yeah. very talented yeah. actors out there. But however. At, however, at this moment, I'm just like, he's perfect for this. Yeah. For this role. Yeah. And what a delightful, charming show. I just... Yeah. I did love it a lot. Yeah. I think if you listen to our Park Min Young episode, mm-hmm. which you, if you haven't, you should. Right? <laughs> you should. You know, like, for Park Min Young's dramas, you know, I might like a little better her private life. Yeah. But there's no denying this is a great one, and their chemistry is off the charts, and it's really, like, do it. Yeah. (laughs) Do the thing. Do the thing. So good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get better. No. Okay. Well, we say it doesn't get any better. (laughs) But he continues to be very good mm-hmm. in everything he does. Yeah. So we'll time travel a little bit back. So a year before Secretary Kim, mm-hmm. we have Fight for My Way. Oh. oh dear. Like, why is he so good? Why is his project so good? He's in so many good things. So many good things. Dear yes, spoiler oh, alert, it was good. Right. I really love this show. Yeah, we both love <laughs> this show. Love, love, love this show. Okay, Park Seo-jun is Ko- Go Dong-man, mm-hmm. who uh, used to be a taekwondo athlete, mm-hmm. but there was a scandal. Mm-hmm. Watch to find out mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. And he could not compete anymore. So he just, in current time... He works for an exterminating company. <laughs> now, his leading lady is um, Kim Ji-won. Love her. Who is Era, who dreams to be like a news announcer, mm-hmm. like a newscaster. But, you know, life happens. And here she is working at a department store at like the front desk, sort of information desk kind yeah. of thing. And the other two characters in this show, who are their friends. So it's about four people who are not living their best life, as it were. Right. So they have dreams and aspirations, but they have not gotten there yet. Yeah. Or has been detoured or complacency Mm, you know just all different reasons why they're not where they thought they would be in life at this moment and this show is about them trying to get there Mm. and 
I really the thing I really love about this show is it doesn't have any chables. <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's not. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can we? Yeah. Pause on the chables, you yeah. know, and it's just about ordinary people. Yeah, your middle class people. Yeah, who are working hard, you know, earning just like enough money to yeah. like get by. You know, they're not poor but they're also not rich um and as a lot of people do like get stuck in a circumstance or in a situation and things are just sort of going yeah they're not going up they're not going down they're just they're just going so it's coasting like a lot of people yeah end up you know in situations you just you need a job because you need money right. to live. Have a place to live and eat. Yeah. And so you sort of sometimes just get stuck in a job that you don't necessarily love. Yeah. But you need it because you need to live. So that's sort of like where everyone is yeah. at this moment. So the secondary situation is romantic relations. <laughs> So, Dongman and Era have been friends with their other friend, Solhee, um, since they were little. Yeah. They were living in this other town. And you'll see, like, the epilogues of the episodes show, like, a lot of their interaction when they're little. You know, and Era's just, like, a real bossy girl. You know, she's very real sassy. <laughs> she really takes no prisoners. And she is there for her friends like she mm. is like do not mess with my friends yeah. i will be there to like punch you in the face like yeah. she will cut a bitch <laughs> <laughs> she will accurate and at points accurate. we were like please Ooh. do yeah do oh, cut a boy, bitch <laughs> howdy, oh, yes. there were just points where it was we we wish she would unleash it but anyway and then um what is the other friend's name Juman? Juman. So Juman is... So at one point, Dongman, because of his Taekwondo stuff, had to move to Seoul to train. Mm. So he went to a different like high school, I right, think. Right, right, right. Um, and then there, he is friend, best friends with Juman. <laughs> and because he's Dongman and Juman, they were called the Man Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, the four of them essentially, uh, no, they didn't really like grow up together together. So the three grew up together. Right. And then um, Dongman and Juman meet and they become good friends and they grow up. Well, I think Era and Solhi still lives right. in the other town. Right. And then as adults, Solhi and Juman meet, I think, at work. Um, I can't remember how they met. Yeah, I, I don't know if they of, met at work. Oh, yeah, it was at work. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. like, were in a situation where they were working together. Right, right. And then that's how they got together. Yeah. So they are a couple. Yeah. So we we go through Ira and Dongman mm-hmm. trying to figure out their situation, <laughs> which is real hilarious sometimes, because they're both people who... Are not great at expressing 
yeah. feelings. Yeah. You know, because they're used to bickering. Right. They're used to just being like almost this... sibling-like right. uh, relationship. Yeah. But then, you know, there's times where they're like, why do I find you attractive? Yeah. What are these biceps? <laughs> you know, like this kind of thing. And they get real flustered. And what they do is they lash out at each other right. <laughs> instead of talking. So that that was the one obstacle is they could not like get it together to like use really express words. themselves. Yeah. Yes. They did not use their words. But eventually they... Yeah. Do? They do. <laughs> they do. Oh, yeah. Uh, some words yeah. are definitely used. Yep. Yeah. But this is another, like, their romance is another one similar to the time we were not in love. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed their friendship. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. The way they really care for each other. Yeah. The way they know each other mm-hmm. so well, you know, there's times where, you know, in the beginning, there's a lot of sort of, like, down times where hmm. both Ira and Dolman are just experiencing things that are like putting them down and really needed comfort from each other and like they just know how to do that with yeah. each other without even talking. Yeah. So I just find find their friendship so 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 sweet and yeah. Just really I'm a sucker also for friendships. Yeah. Like friends to lovers are my is my favorite trope yeah. in romances. Yeah. So I really just love, love, love their connection. I love how fierce Era is at like mm. protecting him. Yeah. And also him also just like that scene. <laughs> there's there's a scene where through shenanigans, Era is a little bit in trouble. So there's some guys that are basically harassing her. But she is not oh. a wilting oh, yeah. flower. No. So she like fights back and mm-hmm. she's like, how dare you? And like tries to, you know, really fight back. But, you know, there's like three guys. Right. And she's one lady. Right. And that's hard. And so, but Dongman found out where she is and he just ran mm-hmm. and starts running and the running goes into a kick. that's the thing like she didn't necessarily needed to be saved i mean it was good that he was there because it could have been gotten real ugly yeah but she's she doesn't like sit cowering either Mm. oh no you know no no because that scene was followed by a really funny scene in at the police station (laughs) where you know these jerks of course are like rich entitled jerks yeah and don't mind just like beats the crap out of them. Yeah. And the police are like, it's hard for us to believe that this was a fair fight. <laughs> and so those guys are like, we're going to sue you and all this stuff. And she just goes up and like, I have your group chats. I'm going to send it around to your workplace, to your family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to your children's birthday parties and do it again and i'm just gonna haunt you basically forever and they were like oh oh she's crazy and backs off but then she says but i will pay for the damage i did to your car yeah like she is not expecting to like 
be just let go of responsibility. Right. She acts knowing the consequences and totally prepared right. to pay it. Right. And that is amazing. Yeah. So amazing yeah. about her. That's true. That's a great scene as far as demonstrating mm-hmm. her character. Right. Yeah. Parsa Jen. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's, I mean, I Lord. think maybe the swooniest <laughs> in this show. He is very swoony as an ordinary guy who doesn't really know how to do this, okay? He does not have game. No. Game? He does no. not Zero. have. There is a scene where he's on a blind date. And he's talking about all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. His blind date is just horrified. Yeah. Like, just, what? Yeah. And he has no clue that he is saying inappropriate things or things that are not great. I mean, he's not the (laughs) smartest. No. He's not the smartest. The vice chairman is real smart on top of every, like, he's not wrong. Right. But Dong Man is not the smartest. Dong Man is not the smartest. And, you know... Dongman is like sort of the opposite of the vice chairman in that he has a lot of confidence in himself, <laughs> but yeah. then it's not backed up by yeah, that. not necessarily. Yeah. yeah, and so he <laughs> sometimes he's out there just being whatever, and thank goodness there's Era that was just like bonk him on the head and he's right. like get it together. No, yeah. <laughs> so, but PSJ goes through like also a real journey here. Mm. Where, you know, he has this, like, sort of dead dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in denial, really, about how much he still wants yeah. that dream. Yeah. And so he's forcing himself to say that this is fine and I'm never going back there. I'm never picking up sports. I'm right. never, I'm not going to do it. And um, his former coach actually is still around selling Sunday in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he is on the side uh, still training people for MMA, right. for mixed martial arts. And so he's basically just regularly harassing Doman that he should come back and, right. you know, his talent is wasted. He should do it. But Doman's always like, no, no, no. Until he goes to see an MMA fight and he didn't know that his old nemesis. Right. That was the whole problem right. that Involved caused this scandal, scandal right. is there and thriving. Like, mm. he's a very... It's like a top MMA right. fighter, yeah. Right, and so that triggers something in him mm-hmm. that then leads him to want to try again. So he's going through this journey with that, trying to redeem his old self, um, he has some family issues as well that mm. is all connected to that scandal and everything. And it, you know, Ira also has some family things. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all have to sort of like overcome things and like, you know, get to that place. But it's, you know, there's just like really hard moments in there that, yeah, I don't know, didn't necessarily need to be that hard for the kind of show that it is. Yeah. Um, but I really respect that. Like yeah. they really made made them have to make hard choices, have to make compromises. You know, this the other romantic relationship was also like it's very different. And, yeah. 
um i thought that was such a like interesting mm-hmm. journey as well mm-hmm. you know as opposed to era and dongman who are like now starting to explore that these two have been together for six years by this point right not engaged yeah. marriage not in the horizon right um so when you're you've been with somebody for so long there is complacency right you don't always doll up anymore Mm -hmm. or you get into habits Mm. where you just assume the other person understands or knows or this kind of thing right right um but then certain things happen that like made them sort of insecure about themselves and their relationship Mm -hmm. and where it's going um and that i just think they just really did a great job yeah in illustrating both their frustrations Mm -hmm. you know because not there's not really one party that's like wrong in this situation it's just like you're also not using your word right your words right right yeah and i mean categorically juman did some things that he really he shouldn't be doing. Real dumb things. Real dumb things. Like he should know yeah. that no, yeah. you don't need to do this. Yeah. Which catalyst, you know, right. Stuff right. happening. But I mean also when you don't talk about things, people make mistakes mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, I mean he's not yeah. there's no malice. Right. There's just dumbness. Right. Exactly. So I just I really liked that that relationship yeah. and how they how it evolved and mm-hmm. how how they resolved and how everything happened so yeah really just good solid show yeah some awesome cameos <laughs> i can never not mention lynn's inappropriate boyfriend oh Pop i'm not Dome mad Yuck. Who inappropriate? He needs his own theme song too. He does every time he he shows up in our in our podcast. He needs <laughs> he needs a bell. He needs something. <laughs> but he's in here as a real goofy, terrible boyfriend who cheats on Era. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, but you know how he cheats on Era, Susie? He uh, ends up with a much older woman. <laughs> There is hope for you yet, Liz. Pointing that. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just pointing that out. That that's what happens in the show. It's true. That is what happens in the show. And um, yeah, that was what a messy situation that was. Yeah, but that, was that a- all gets resolved in like the first episode. The first episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in it, and then. Choi Wushik. Wushik. Wushik gets like an extended guest thing as another terrible boyfriend type person. I feel like this is the, uh, you know, how there's the the Bogummy PSJ like trade off. And this is the trade off with um, Parasite. PSJ oh. has like yeah. little cameo at the beginning of Parasite and mm-hmm. then it's Wushiki's show after that. <laughs> and this is the opposite. Of, yeah. This is the payback. Right. And then we have Huang Bora, who is a friend. She's been yeah. she's in Secretary Kim. Mm-hmm. 
She's in a lot of things. I I just adore her. She is um, so kooky sometimes. She has a real tiny cameo in uh business proposal which i found so funny because that show for me had so much secretary kim dna yeah yeah. you know like Mm -hmm. a pretty big part in secretary kim and Mm -hmm. then just this tiny cameo in there but i felt like it was like a little nod to like that's right this show is like secretary kim (laughs) (laughs) and here's one of the people to prove it totally totally i mean just delightful friends it's so fun to see them just show up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, and such a surprise, too. I mean, I feel like Wushiki doing that cameo is very yeah. like, what? What? Why are you here? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we cannot not mention <laughs> some superb ego. Yeah. Like in the annals of right. Kore- Korean drama classic scenes yeah. is... The Aegyo scene. So just look it up. Yeah. Or you know what we're talking about because I feel like at least you will know this part of this drama. Yeah. So Kim Ji-won era, sometimes in order to get her way, does a real cringy mm-hmm. Aegyo thing to make Dongman do what she wants him to do. Because he will immediately just go, stop, stop, stop I'm fine, I'll like, do it. It's not like know. he's won over. He's just like, no. just, if, you, if you'll if you stop, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> Please. And then at one point, he does not submit and just counters <laughs> with his own Aegyo <laughs> attack. Oh. That was so, so good. Oh, good. So good. So silly. Everyone around them were just like, "What? What just happened?" Right uh, now. Yeah, look it up. Oh, it's it's so amazing. Good. Yeah, just classic. Perfect, 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 perfect. So, highly recommend. Fight for my way. Yeah. We should have figured out whatever our highest rating is however we're gonna call like the the auntie's yeah. highest rating mm-hmm. be it like five want wants or yeah you know i don't know what <laughs> uh five five finger hearts mm. um but because we've used it a lot and you know i yeah. mean i feel like out of these ones i mean i didn't see she was pretty i would not give Horong five finger hearts right but i would give it more than i thought yeah initially at least three and a half three and a half yes um but secretary kim highest marks fight for my way highest marks (laughs) yeah and now possibly like can you get higher than the highest mark oh yeah this is like six out of five six six out of five six out of five six and a half out of five (laughs) <laughs> 2020's Itaewon class Woo! Uh, which was my first PSJ yeah um, mm-hmm. I think both of us yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, have never ever looked back I mean this show is just if I had a list of my favorite it would probably be in the certainly top five maybe top three mm-hmm. I think this show is just the best and you know there's so many characters and i've watched 
I don't know, 60 some dramas at this point. And a lot of them, I can't remember the names of the characters. Yeah. Like sometimes I can't (laughs) hardly remember their names like the next day after I finish watching them. But there are certain ones like um, Hong Du Sheik. Yeah. I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Namdo San. Yeah. Uh, I'll always remember Wu Young Woo. <laughs> uh, and of course, her boyfriend, Lee Jun Ho, but I remember that for a, for different reasons. <laughs> um, but first and foremost, among the characters, the unforgettable characters is the one that we're going to talk about right now, Park Seroyi. Mm-hmm. Synonymous with Ite Wan class. I mean, there is a great cast you know great ensemble cast in this show Mm -hmm. and everything about this show the writing is exceptional Mm -hmm. but this show is park sarayi and uh it's just a tour de force yeah of park sojin so Sometime after we had watched this drama, I was just thinking back on, you know, thinking about it and thinking about how much I love Sarah Yee. And uh, and it occurred to me that he is sort of the embodiment of all good things in the way that Captain America is Mm. the like symbolic embodiment of all good things. So Mm -hmm. in my heart, I started calling him Captain Korea. <laughs> Even though in some ways he's maybe more like Steve Rogers pre Super mm-hmm. Soldier Serum, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's but if if you haven't seen this this drama, it's you know he's the same embodiment of justice and loyalty mm-hmm. and goodness and mm-hmm. um, you know and he's. He is the best, but also, you know, and again, I, I feel like maybe with a less skillful actor, that would seem implausible mm-hmm. that one person could be so good. But mm-hmm. I think also because you see Sarie's struggles from the very first moment of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that at no point do you doubt or no, at no point did I doubt his sincerity and right. his belief in justice and in doing what is right. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give you like a little, a little background, it starts out, the show starts out when Sergei is very close to finishing high school. He's like 19 years old, almost done with high school. And he started out at a new high school and there's this terrible, like, conglomerate son who's bullying one of the other kids in the classroom. And everybody in the class, including the teacher, is scared of this mm-hmm. conglomerate son. But not Park Sar Yi, because <laughs> his father taught him to do what's right. And so he stands up to the bully and ends up getting in trouble. And. It turns out that the company his father works for is the conglomerate. Mm -hmm. You know, he works for the terrible father of the terrible bully. And so his father ends up losing his job and he gets expelled from school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and Sarah Yi is just devastated that his father has lost his job. And 
his father and they just have such a beautiful, warm relationship. Um, and his father just tells him, no, you did the right thing. And I'm so proud of you for, for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're, you know, planning the next chapter and his, his father's going to start his own pub restaurant situation. And then his father is killed in a hit and run and guess who is driving the car? <laughs> None other than the terrible bully conglomerate son. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Sari finds finds this out, I mean, he just, you know, is so overcome with grief. And he goes to uh, find... Oh, and the the because of the connections of the conglomerate family, you know, it gets... Mm-hmm covered up and they pay off somebody else to take the rap for mm-hmm. uh for terrible bully son and Sarah he goes to the hospital where he is and grabs a rock <laughs> confronts him and like stops just short of killing him like mm-hmm. base basically would have killed him mm-hmm. um and so he is sentenced for attempted murder and goes to goes to prison he's in prison i believe for three years Mm -hmm. is that right Mm -hmm. um and then when he gets out of prison you know he doesn't have a high school diploma because he got kicked out of high school Mm -hmm. and now he's an ex-con in a culture that does not look kindly on Mm ex-convicts and so he goes and works on a fishing trawler for like seven years, I want to say. It's a long, six or seven years. Yeah. It's a long time he's out on the boat. Um, and all of this time he has a plan that he is going to save up money and start his own pub, fulfill his father's dream of starting a pub. Um, but also he is going to make it the most successful food company in Korea and overtake mm-hmm. the company Janga Corporation, which is owned by the terrible conglomerate family that has, you know, caused such misery in his life. Mm-hmm. And uh and that is the that is what sets off our story. Mm-hmm. And it's referred to throughout as revenge. They keep talking about revenge. Mm. And that seems to me, it, it didn't ever quite sit right because, I mean, Sari is angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he's righteous. Like mm-hmm. it's, he wants justice. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he wants to hurt the jong family Mm -hmm. but he wants justice for his father and for himself so Mm -hmm. i mean i guess i don't know does it have to be either or can it be both Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem wrong to me that he wants wants what he wants that he he wants to get back Mm um but you know for for as much anger and bitterness as he harbors towards the Zhang family is how much love and compassion and kindness he has for like pretty much literally everyone else. I mean, he's always 
helping people. He, you know, brings in one of his his ex-con friends that he encountered in prison to work at his pub that he starts um, and, you know, brings in another friend who has led a hard life to Mm -hmm. work with him in the, in the early stages of the pub. And, you know, he just doesn't have a prejudiced bone in his body. He's suffered so much at the, you know, of the cruelty of the world that he has no cruelty in him, Mm -hmm. except for the ones who are the target of Mm -hmm. his, of his plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the whole story works because Park Seo-jun is so good at his job and he's never better than in Itaewon class because mm-hmm. he just... Sarah Yi is, despite all that he's been through, he's still a little bit of an innocent. Like, mm-hmm. he comes in a little bit clueless, but he also knows that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um and rather than sort of being prideful about that, like he takes advice from people who know more than him, mm-hmm. which I feel like is not always how these things go in right. dramas. Yeah. Right? I mean, lots of times people are sort of prideful and they don't want to admit that they um, can use help. And mm-hmm. he does not have pride in that way. He's mm-hmm. very humble and brings out the best in everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a real serious show and hard to watch at times mm-hmm. because the stuff that he goes through and the whole, his pub that he starts is Don Bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Don Bomb crew suffer, you know, setback after setback. Right. And because the Janga Corporation is powerful right. and... Mm-hmm. has decided that they are going to, you know, uh, Chairman Zhang in particular has decided that he is going to keep Sarayi down, that he needs to know his place mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any right to, you know, yeah. anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a lot of, they suffer a lot of setbacks, but Sarayi is undeterred. He is determined to meet his goal and, uh, gosh, it's just such an inspiring underdog story. Um, I mean, the characters are beautiful, the community that they build Mm -hmm. and, uh, I just, it, it doesn't have a, for me, it doesn't have a false note. Like Mm -hmm. everything about it is so great the writing is really so exceptional in this Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. um and you know i could tell you more about the plot but really i just think if you haven't watched it you need to watch et1 class (laughs) and find out and fall in love with sarah yi Because he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. I think out of all of the characters in all of the dramas I've watched, he is probably my favorite. Maybe tied with Chief Hong, mm-hmm. but I think Sarah Yi might 
Sorry, Chifong. My edge <laughs> yeah. him out just a little bit because he's just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both heartbreaking, but yeah. it's not a competition. <laughs> I love you both. Um, yes. Yeah. Sarah Yi, I, I mean, I am so attracted to mm. people who are steadfast oh. in their convictions yeah. and in their beliefs. Yeah. I mean, depending on what it is. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Some people are steadfast yeah, in their you garbage You could be believing some yeah. stuff that I'm not okay with. Right. But people who are have genuinely like good morals yeah who are sticking to their guns in difficult situations yeah like it doesn't even occur to them that i should waver from where i am standing right because it is the right thing to do yeah that is so attractive such an attractive quality yeah to me similar to you know gokun pyo's Mm. Um, strongest delivery man. strongest delivery man character yeah. where he is kind yeah you know and he's always kind and he never wavers in i should respond with kindness always yeah you know it doesn't make you weak right it makes you very strong actually yeah and, and the thing is it's like from his face you can see that he is not even entertaining yeah the idea of deviating from what he knows yeah. to be right. Yeah. And that is, man, it is so nice to see yeah. somebody who is like that. And, you know, it's a, after prison, there is so much opportunity to be jaded. Yes. And to turn. Mm. But he, he just kept that best part of him, which is his dad's upbringing. Yeah. And you know, as a talisman almost, you know? Yeah. So he comes out of prison a, even a better person. Right. Because he's Sarah Yee, so he forges all these connections right. in prison that, like, helps him out when he's out, you know? And that's who he is. Yeah. You know, he makes friends with everyone because... He's so kind to them. He, he just... He does not see, like, the other, you know, another way to mm. um, relate to people. Right. Which is, well, it's just so attractive to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just really yeah. love that about Sari. And just, he, like, stands his ground pretty solidly throughout yeah. the whole thing. And it's just a great theme. And I love when it shows, like, those people can win as mm. well. Yeah. Like even amidst all the shenanigans, all the like sort of underhanded things, all the cheating because mm. you have more money, you have more connections and you're going to like bribe somebody to like do something to disadvantage your opponent. Right. He is still like, all right, I'm not going to do that to counter. Yeah. He's just going to like, okay, this like took me down a peg. Yeah. I'll just rise it back up. Yeah. You know, it's all hustle again. Yeah. All hard work. Yeah. Nothing is handed to him. Mm. And he's so inspiring to his team. Yeah. That it garners such loyalty Mm. and makes people like leaders like this that makes people want to work harder and will do anything for you. Right. 
And luckily, he's not somebody who's going to make you do something shady. Right. You know? Yeah. But you might go out and do something a little shady for them, even though that's not what they want. But, (laughs) you know, just inspire this kind of like, I will just do anything. I will lay down my life for you because of who you are and what you have done for me. And I just think that's so awesome. Yeah. So, so awesome. Yeah. So... I also love all the different social themes mm-hmm. that they touched, mm-hmm. you know. Not all of it I think is super satisfying, wrapped up or whatever, but I I love that they're talking about it. Yes. And acknowledging that these are things that are happening in that society and which is very unique which is in my experience, unique. like really telling the truth about all right. these people on the margins of mm-hmm. Korean society. Right. And I just, that's necessary and important to highlight, you know, hey, you know, these people exist. Yeah. And you maybe want to treat them with a little bit more kindness because just because somebody's been in prison doesn't mean they can't contribute to society. Right. So, yeah, I just really enjoy that, all that stuff and. You know, I mentioned this while we were watching it, but Chairman Jang, he's evil, but also a worthy evil person. Mm. Like, he's a good villain. He's a great villain. He's really great. Yeah. Because he's not somebody who is entitled because he's been hand down. Right, right. He is not a chayball. He's not a chayball. He's a self-made man. Yeah. And that gives him, like, so much pride. Yeah. But also, he's... He knows what it's like to be poor. Yeah. So, and he does not want to go back there. Right. Which is legit. It's unfortunate he turned out this way. <laughs> I mean, he does, he, he you starts know? out with good intentions and then he loses his way. And he loses his way, bad. which is real unfortunate because he is also legit good at his job. Yeah. Because he, he built this empire. Yeah. With his own two hands. Yeah. Right. So... I just find him to be such a worthy opponent Mm. because he's not just some like hot air balloon. Right, right. You know, that is just talk. Right. He also, he know he does know what he's doing. Right. You know, unfortunately he turned this way where he's now putting down people who are, who were in his place before. Mm -hmm. And that's just not cool, bro. (laughs) It's just not cool. Yeah. And it's just, you know, seeing, how different the trajectories are between Chairman Jang and Saruyi is real interesting. Yeah. You know, what turns somebody the way they are? Like, what are the circumstances? It's such a thin thread. Mm. You know, like we said before, it, w- it would have been so easy for Saruyi to turn a different... Yes. Turn on different street after prison, especially yeah. after all these terrible things happened to him. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. And why not? You know, mm-hmm. Chairman Jang did not have a dad. Right. Like Sarah. Right. Yee. So. Yeah. It's, it's it's an interesting psychological thing to me. Yeah. Like how circumstances, family. Yeah. Turn you into a certain kind of person. Well, and it occurs to me, too, that, you know, I mean, this show is so much about community, too, and the, mm-hmm. the Don Bomb community. And how 
garbage trickles down the same as love trickles down. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, Suri's dad taught him to be the person he is. And then everyone whose lives he touch is improved by it. You know, he really inspires people to be the best version of themselves. So mm-hmm. he really elevates people. And then on the other side, there's Chairman Zhang, who you know, just drips his vitriol onto all the people whose lives he touch. And, you know, Mm -hmm. his children's lives are, you know, to some extent ruined. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. like literally and morally, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the people that he, that work for him and, you know, it's, he, he does the opposite. Right. And it's just interesting to, you know, think about it in that, way it's so good it's so so good again so much better than it needed to be to still be excellent right still would have been worth watching um but yeah i mean to me it is a can't miss absolutely go now (laughs) after this podcast right we're almost done we're almost done So, Lynn, what are your favorite PSJ scenes? My favorite PSJ scenes. This is going to shock you, Susie. (laughs) Are you ready? I actually have one favorite. What? I'm still going to tell two. Okay. Because there's the runner-up is real close. Okay. Okay, So the runner-up favorite scene is from Fight for My Way. Uh Uh-huh. And it's towards the end. I can't remember, like episode fourteen, maybe. Um, so Dongman has been preparing. So he becomes an MMA fighter. He has been preparing for this match against his nemesis, mm-hmm. the guy who you know sort of spoiled his uh, martial arts career at the beginning of the show. And it's been highly, highly touted, and he's been training for ages for it and everything. And then this guy's real shady. Um, and basically, like, I mean, it's not technically dirty tricks, but like, it's a little bit dirty tricks what he ends up doing. And then Dongmont is, is injured, mm-hmm. is significantly injured. But he wants to continue the fight. Mm -hmm. But the refs stop the fight Mm -hmm. because of his injury. And he's still in the in the cage, um, you know, where the fight is. And he's like hanging on to the chain mail of the cage, like yelling out at the at the refs and everything that he wants to keep fighting. And that scene stays with me so much because I feel like his acting is so remarkable how he's able to com- to communicate so much in that scene that mm-hmm. you know Dongman is um angry and heartbroken and desperate mm-hmm. for this fight to continue you know and he feels it's unfair and he's also so so vulnerable like you see how hurt he is by this experience and that's all communicated in this sort of desperate screaming and you know again 
it would have been totally fine for him to play it just mad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To play one thing. But he's such a good actor mm-hmm. that you get all of this spectrum of mm-hmm. all of these feelings that he's having. And it's mm-hmm. just riveting and heartbreaking. And I always remember that scene. Mm. Made a big impression on me. Mm-hmm. But my most favorite scene mm. of all time of Park Sergeant is uh in the Soul Sisters podcast. <laughs> hey Nazanori. Um when they were talking about ET1 class, Nas referred to this uh as the when Sarah Yee visits the ancestral plane, <laughs> which is a reference to Black Panther. Um so he ends up in the hospital. Yeah. Just, he's, he's in the hospital. He's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And in his comatose state, he, you know, you can think of it however you want, but he has visions of his father. He's mm-hmm. sort of reunited with his father. But it's not just memories of, mm-hmm. you know, things that have happened in the past. He's actually interacting with his father. Mm-hmm. And the last one of these uh, sort of vignettes with his father he and his father are approaching this bridge mm-hmm. and um, it is just so moving. Um, I mean, both of the actors are so wonderful mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful and it's a big pivotal moment for Sari's character. Um, and, you know, I won't really say anything more because it's... <laughs> kind of a spoiler mm-hmm. uh and you should just go watch it but it's so powerful mm-hmm. and um it's my favorite mm-hmm. so there it is what are your favorite suits <laughs> well it's unlike you this time it's so hard for me to like pin one down because yeah. there's so so many and initially i cho- <laughs> there's gonna be like three of them or something here <laughs> like Okay, and he, so I, I I really love how there's so many like really generally funny scenes in Fight for My Way. Oh, yeah. And he is, you know, he is really just given the chops there. Yeah. One scene where he was through some shenanigans. They're not together together yet, I think, at this point. Um, him and Era, but he yeah. ends up in her hotel room. Oh, right, yeah. No, at... they're not together yet. Yeah. Right, yeah. So while they're at the beach, really what they did was like get drunk together. Right, and pass In that out. room, pass out. Yeah. Like nothing happened. But then she had called her dad to come like watch her do this this thing. Right, right. Over there because she crashed this like <laughs> performance thing in right. a little seaside town. When their MC like got drunk and couldn't perform, right? So she went and was like, "Hey, I can do it." So she did it and it was great. And they were tr- trying to do make her do it on the second day. Mm. So she had told her dad, "Hey, come and like see me do this." So, right. So her dad early that morning comes knocking on her door, and here's Sarah. Oh, not Sarah. <laughs> here's Dongman. Without a shirt. With no shirt. With no shirt on. Answers the door. 
And they look at each uh. other. And the horror. The horror. And then her dad charges in, mm. chases him around the room. I think she gets like locked out of the room. Is that I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, but she was not in the room. Yeah. And it was um it was filmed like her dad was like taking off his shirt. Right. Like he was gonna whoop the living daylights out of Domon and Domon is just like oh no (laughs) I just laugh every time I think about that scene it's so it's silly but it's also like yeah I mean like what are you doing (laughs) right yeah I really like that and then in Kill Me Heal Me mmm so things are coming to a head, mm-hmm. and they get real difficult and dire. And so, um, Jisung and Park Sojin has a scene together where they are concerned about the female lead's well-being and her okay. involvement in all these things. And so, PSJ is like asking Jisung. Mm-hmm. To basically, like, not be together with her. Oh. For her safety, sanity, all that stuff. Okay. And he's, like, saying all the this, like, really heartfelt speech mm-hmm. about it. He is on the verge of tears himself. And Jisung is, of course, one tear down. <laughs> the cry master. You know, just, like, really brimming while he's, like, talking about this and then there's like the one tear and Parsogen is like short of kneeling down mm. like but while he's sitting there you you see him begging yeah basically him to just please cut her loose yeah because this is not good for her mm. kind of thing and I just was like look at these two guys crying together mm. and I you know I feel like I I don't see Parsogen really like legit crying a lot. Mm. Um, but, you know, when he does, it's really like, I don't know, that scene after his, uh, his other personality is like so like out there and very gregarious mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then in this moment, I felt like he was like real small mm. and like really like, this is not something I ever do. Yeah. But I really need her to be safe and happy yeah. and whatever. And I know this is hurting both of you, but I I yeah. need you to yeah. do this for me. And I just, mm. I really like that. that yeah. Thing. But probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Favorite. Number one. Number one. ET1 class. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Mm-hmm. But it's like sort of the genesis of that astral plane. Oh, okay. Ancestral plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene where in real life before. At the beginning. At the beginning, they, you know, he was just fired. And then, you know, that Mm. whole thing happened at school and he got kicked out. And so they go out to have a meal and a drink. Mm -hmm. And they talk about what just happened. And Sarah Yu is just devastated he's really like 
I can't believe what I just did. Yeah. That cost my dad his job. Like, was it the right thing to do? He was really questioning yeah. at that point. Yeah. Sort of what his decision, like, was that not right? Yeah. Didn't you teach me that that is what I was supposed to right. do? Like, he's real confused. Yeah. And his dad just reassures him and just said, no. Like, that is, this is how I raised you. Yeah. So that is the right thing to do. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they talk about alcohol and how, you know, at times when things are bad, alcohol takes real sour. Mm-hmm. But when things are good, mm-hmm. it can taste sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of his, like, sort of guide. Yeah. In his, like, how things are going with him. Yeah. When he's out drinking, you know, a couple of times, he was like, uh, it's still bitter. Yeah. It's, it's still bitter. <laughs> so, I, I just mm, love that scene so much. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah. good. Mm. Uh, he's so, in class. Yes, the best. Now oh comes the time where I get to ask you anything. Okay. We like puns here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a PSJ episode. Mm-hmm. So my question to oh you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> please be scared. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um had a half an hour with PSJ and there's no language barrier. Yeah. What would you want to talk to him about or ask him? You had half an hour. It's not very long. Yeah. It's enough for maybe a couple of questions, but yeah. What is the main thing you want to know from the man himself? Um... You know, when I've seen him on variety shows or mm. whatnot, he seems so down to earth. Yeah. And it's, you know, hard for me to, because he comes across as so, or he has the ability to come across as so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so, you know, so good at his job and so acclaimed. I mean, if I had a vote, if I were in charge Park So Jim would be the biggest movie star in the world. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I don't get a vote. I mean, I get, <laughs> I get my one, you know, my one movie ticket that I get to buy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but I think I would want to find out how he feels about being so famous. Because mm, mm-hmm. that seems like such a weird thing to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's sort of a necessary part. Like your job is public. Yeah. Your job is for people to see what you do. So mm-hmm. obviously you're going to be recognizable. That's mm-hmm. how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems so weird to me, the idea of losing your anonymity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that, that is mostly what I would want to know about mm-hmm. is kind of what what is that like on the inside? Yeah. Um, and how does that affect your relationships with 
people, you know, because obviously most of the people you know are not famous. Mm -hmm. So that means you probably can't, like, just go out for drinks with your non-famous friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Much less with your famous friends. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what I would ask him. I would not ask him to be my boyfriend, Susie. (laughs) No. (laughs) I would not. I mean, after half an hour, he would be asking me. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Pretty Correct. sure. But you know, I wouldn't ask him because that would be that would be alienating all my other opas. Susie. That's true. You want to keep all your opas in the mix, right? So I, you can't just like have one for real. Just. Sorry, Keeping, PSJ. Yeah. Sorry, PSJ. You're on rotation. <laughs> You're on this week. Next week, somebody else. Yeah. I'll send you a Google Doc with the schedule. <laughs> with a schedule. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, have we... Do you think we like PSJ? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that, like... We've been recording for more than, more than three, three hours. hours at this point. So you, you yeah, tell you, us. You tell us. Do you think, do you we, think like we like him? Like him? I mean, do we have, did we talk enough about him? I don't know. Oh, boy. I, oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. But well, tell us what do you think about Parsojin. Tell us which shows you like the most. Yeah. That he's been in. We didn't even cover all of his dramas. Yeah. I mean, these are only the ones that we, either one of us have seen. Collectively have watched. Yeah. Yeah. But there are other ones that we haven't seen. So, yeah. Hit us up on the gram. Instagram. Instagram. Tell the people what that is, Susie. (laughs) At Unis on Opa's pod. That's it. Please, yeah, chat with us. Who are your faves? What did you think about this episode? What more would you like to hear? What less would you like to hear? (laughs) Mm. Mm. We take suggestions, but we don't make promises. That is a great way. We take suggestions, but we don't take directions. (laughs) There you go. Our motto. <laughs> well, except not really. Because if you've listened to this podcast before, you already know mm-hmm. that really our motto, in the words of Kim Sun Young from Reply 1988, <laughs> Aren't all the handsome ones called Opa? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yes, yes, Absolutely. they are. Come back next time. We'll chat about some more handsome opas. Anyon. Anyon.